Shall we begin? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the More Than Disquito podcast. We are in season two. Can you believe it? Season two, two seasons, Molly. I know, it's so exciting. I never think we'd have one, let alone two. (laughs) And here we are, episode one, season two. What? It's awesome. It's so exciting. So exciting. I'm so excited. Well, I'm Molly. I'm one of your hosts, Molly. And I'm Ashley, your other host. Thanks for joining us. So we wanted to start this episode off, you know, it's the new year. We love a clean slate. We love a clean slate. We love fresh beginnings. Um, And we wanted to take this back to the old days where, you know, more than a year, more than two years ago, where we were really not feeling our best. So today is all about when feeling bad becomes your normal or, and I say that with big air quotes, when you are feeling worse than you should, and you don't even really understand how bad you're feeling. And that becomes your normal. I know one thing that I always say is like, you don't know how good, good feels until you feel good. (laughs) And it sounds crazy, but if, and also like, you do have to feel bad enough to know the difference between the two as well. Right, right. And like you said, like you said, like we're taking this back to yeah. before. So we're going to talk a little bit in this episode about how that normal was for us. Because normal is relative. Everyone's normal is different. But basically, Ashley had her time... I had my time before we got healthy. So now we're healthy. We feel amazing and we wish we could bottle it up and give it to every single person who's never felt it. So they would know how good it feels and know that they never, never not want to feel like this again. Is that proper? (laughs) They never not want to feel like this again because it is that amazing. Yeah. And not only that, but just, you know, understand that we were there too. Yeah. Like, you know, we talk about how good we feel now and I have stated several times and continue to state that this is so much beyond weight loss for me at mm-hmm. this point yeah. and it is driven by how I feel and I really want to get into that and talk about what that looks like and how far you can come in such a short amount of time and when I look back now I can really really see that I clearly did not understand what I was experiencing I was kind of going through the motions and I really wasn't fully self-evaluating like Mm. my health and how I was feeling. Like I was not checking in with myself saying like, are you good? Yeah. Because the answer is no, I was definitely not. But it's very hard to see that when you're in it. So our hope is today that if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, that's maybe that's me. Or if you're, if you start to hear things that resonate with you, and you're like, I identify with this. Right. We totally get it. Because we've both been there. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked before about this. We didn't understand how bad we were feeling. Like, yeah. like I was saying to you before, as crazy as it sounds, I would expect to feel bad 
the day after a party or a holiday you or whatever. You make a choice to, to feel bad. I, I knew yeah. the next yeah. day I was going to feel bad, but I was going to eat this anyway. anyway. It was like, yeah. It, I mean, what? <laughs> Why do right. we it's do It's like that? very disordered thoughts yes. about food and how you're feeling. And like, it's okay to feel bad or to treat yourself bad and indulge in whatever this is or whatever you're going to do and just like deal with the consequences deal with of it, it later, later. right later. right and that's that's not a healthy way to it's be kind of i mean punishing it really if you really yeah. look at it um now i see it as in like you know and i'm not saying every time you eat off plan that no no, no no but i think when you're chronically eating right um going out of your way because i'm going to really say that's what i was doing going out of my way I could have stopped at the first basket of chips. I was full, but I didn't. I, right. I just decided I wanted to continue. or And I knew how miserable I'd be, but I did it anyway. Mm -hmm. That's different than having a meal you enjoy. That's right. different. That's totally it, different. You know, so that's the kind of thing we're talking about is yeah. it is almost a little bit when I look at it now, kind of like just, um, just a little bit of a punishment. And I was well, signing up for it, you know? Right. And that was normal. That was, that was normal. That was your yeah. normal. Mm -hmm. And that was my normal. And mm -hmm. so when you become more self-aware, like you were talking about a minute ago, and you realize you really like to feel good and you don't want to feel bad, you make different choices at those parties and at those yeah. holidays. You know, you and just you can do. still enjoy yourself. It doesn't have to be... The misery or right. setting yourself up for overdoing it but only you decide if it's worth it like some people right. will say you know what it's worth it i'll just feel like poop tomorrow it's no big deal and hey good for you there is medicine for that right you can just get a prescription or you can just get an over-the-counter and get rid of the heartburn or whatever but, of course but that's that's you know for example and i'm not going to mention who it is but someone in my family will say I'm going to have the pizza and I'm going to have the, the, whatever I have Tums. I'll just take some tomorrow. And I just think, why, why though? Why would you want to do that to yourself? Because it's normal. And that's what we're saying today. It's yeah, a very normal way in, of thinking. You're in a cycle, right? Yes. And, and I think really what's happened is you're in a cycle that you can't identify until you get out. So right. it on the outside. Now I look at the behaviors that I was doing or the choices that I was making. And I'm like, wow. Right. But in that moment, I remember not thinking that there was really anything wrong Yeah, with my choices. Right. I mean, I know they weren't great. I knew that. I knew that because I was carrying extra weight. I wasn't feeling my best. Mm -hmm. I was tired. But like, I didn't really think I was like, oh, I just need more sleep. Oh, I just need to drink more water. Mm -hmm. I, I was really good at rationalizing my behavior. Yeah. Um, to the point where I was. 70, 80 pounds overweight. Right. And really miserable. Like really, really tired, miserable. Right. Like we said at the beginning, we want to use this episode to take us back to how we used to feel. So Ashley, tell us how you felt when you were 70, 80 pounds heavier. How did you feel? Yeah. So like I said, I, I really didn't understand how I was making choices. I didn't understand how the choices I was making and how miserable or how much worse it was making my situation. Um, you know, in the very 
beginning of trying to lose weight, you know, I have kind of told the story on season one, but, um, you know, I wasn't super overweight as a teenager. And, um, it was really like after my kids were born, I, I put on a little bit of weight before I got pregnant. Once I had both of my kids, my, my weight was just, I mean, it was like out of control. It was mm -hmm. just yo-yo diet after yo-yo diet. Um, having children 18 months apart wrecked my metabolism. Mm -hmm. I think I was really trending towards being insulin resistant. I think that's why keto works so quickly and so well for me. Um, because as soon as I started making changes, I started seeing results very quickly. Um, but I just remember, you know, <laughs> losing that same 30 pounds that I always talk about in the yo-yo dieting. And I would be miserable, then get so miserable. I'm like, I got to get some of this weight off and then be miserable while I was getting that weight off because mm, I was doing yeah. this ultra restrictive. So like misery, 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 misery lives company. Right. <laughs> so be miserable while I'm dieting, I'm doing really restrictive diets, trying not to eat, doing, doing reckless things to try yeah. to get this weight off. Um, punishment, punishment, punishment. That was my uh, so, sort of inner dialogue. Yeah. You need to work harder. You're not good enough. You don't look good. You need to get this weight off. If you don't get this weight off, you know, just all these really negative self inner dialogue. Yeah. And um, it was causing me to punish myself, which is what I would do over and over and over again. And so I would do it and then we would go on vacation or I'd lose a little bit of weight and I'd have success. And I'd be so miserable, like white knuckling it that I would, you know, fall off the wagon or just be like, okay, I'm done. I lost the 30 pounds. Like I'm okay right now. Like I get it right. under a little bit under control, rationalize it. And then it would spark massive overeating periods, massive indulgences and alcohol and just, you know, then it's like candy. And, and if you, if you, you know, if you've done keto or even if you haven't, you know what it's like once you go to the, the cabinet once, it's just like you keep going and then you have some drinks and then it's just the snacking, the overindulging, the sugar, the sugar really, really, really had a hard grip on me. Yeah. And I was always tired. I had a hard time getting up. I had a hard time sleeping well. I was going to bed super late. I always felt like I needed like a drink to wind down. My inner clock was just all messed up. I mean, so then I had inflammation and you know back pain, joint pain, mm -hmm. um, just working an entire shift and being on my feet. I remember like my heels cracking from just the extra weight, like of standing all day um, of, you know, having to lay with a hot pad on the couch because I was in so much pain and so just the inflammation mm -hmm. and not any time during this period, I think maybe it's my food. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that something? Right. So I spent a long time, years in this cycle um, to the point where, I mean, the last go around, I was easily the highest weight I've ever been really creeping, um, you know, just trending to a, a very unhealthy and dangerous weight for myself, but also behaviors that were leading to you know, things like diabetes and, um, high blood pressure, just the way I was eating. And it's just, it almost now can even thinking about this makes me feel like I don't even know that person. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
I really, really see that I wasn't taking really good care of myself. And I don't know why the correlation of food. Yeah, like I didn't understand that inflammation comes from certain things that you eat. I never knew that until keto. Like I didn't know that. I just thought I gained weight. I'm bigger now. I have a heavier body and my body, my, my legs can't hold this body, you know, because it's so much heavier weight, but it wasn't just the weight and the fat, the inflammation just makes, like you said, your joints hurt. And then the extra weight does make your back hurt. I had, you know, the, the hunch over, I had, when I look back at pictures of my before pictures, I go, wow, I I was so like trying to hold myself up. It's very strange to see the pictures. Yeah. And I was trying, it looks a bit strange, like I'm trying to hold myself up and then my belly is far out. And it's just interesting because I wasn't aware then that that's what I was doing. I wasn't aware. I think a really important part of the process of losing the weight, because let's just be honest, that's what we're talking about here. Like we feel bad physically. We're talking about physical we're not talking about emotional or mental. Believe me, we'll talk about that on another episode because, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're all about that. But today we're talking yeah. strictly about our physical health, about our physical being, how that extra weight made us feel. And Ashley has said, and I can completely relate. One of the things that I remember so clearly that just crushes me now is the lack of play that I could do with my kids. Yeah. I couldn't get on the ground and get back up. So instead I would never get on the ground. I'm like, no, I'll just watch you from here. Like I couldn't run around and, you know, like do the whole tag and dodge and, you know, run after them or yeah. Right. I've got boys. You've got boys. You know how rowdy they can be. Oh yeah. And I couldn't give my boys that part, that, that mom that could be there with them. And I know that that's harsh and some people might hear that and think, well, I'm still a good mom, even though I don't play with my kids because I'm too tired and whatever. No one's calling anybody a bad mom, but I look back at, I'm, we're talking about us. I'm looking back at my life as a mom who was unhealthy and obese. And then I look at me now as a mom who's healthy and not obese. And there is a huge difference difference in yeah. the physical abilities that I had to be able to give to my children that I really wanted to give them, but physically could not. And now I can, and it feels amazing. Like I yeah. feel so happy and so proud to be able to yeah. give my boy that my littlest one that because my, yeah. my teenager, you know, he doesn't want he doesn't want to run around with me, you know, yeah. but I could keep up with him. You know, I can keep up. He stays up late with you now. Yes. We just stay up late together and hang out. Yeah. But my little one, he's all around and you know, cause you got little mm-hmm. boys. Mm-hmm. So that is a big thing. And if it's yeah, something, I mean, that- I think we're, especially as moms, we're so used to not feeling that great. We, you know, I, I say this a lot. It's like, we wear a lot of hats as women. Some of yeah. us are career women. Some of us are stay home. doesn't matter what it is, but even stay home out of, out of the home. There are so many things we're responsible for. Yeah. The love, the the play, the the laundry and the home stuff. And even if it's shared, you still have your portion, you know. Um, and I know my husband and I split a lot of the duties because we do both work. But 
even then it's the emotional support it's the playing it's the running around on the playground it's the yeah um just you know i remember when they were little just littler i remember when i was feeling like really just not great feeling like i even needed a nap every day and i really honestly wasn't doing that much i do 10 times the amount of things yeah, yeah. that i did then and for a long time i thought it was like oh because it's a baby and like but my first one slept all the way through the night so not really like so sleep deprived that i would need really a nap maybe in the very beginning but you know when they're toddlers and they are sleeping through the night and yeah you know and even then then take naps i felt like i needed a nap every day even after my second one was born and he was older I just did not have energy. I mean, I was drinking so many cups of coffee. I was drinking caffeine and energy energy drinks on top of that. I just felt like I was always chasing, trying to just hold on. That's a good way to, that is an excellent way to explain. I was just chasing, surviving the next hour, the next two hours, the next till bedtime. And then it was like wind down time. And then I'm medicating to go to bed because I've drank all this caffeine. it's just such a cycle there it's such a bad cycle and it's not just the food it's you know it's just the lack of sleep the food i i did not keep an eye on how much water i drink a day i mean yeah there was a lot of things that i realized again the Um, awareness it goes back to the awareness right i you know i would you know, I didn't have a skincare routine. I didn't, there were a lot of things. And this may seem like, oh, what does that have to do with keto? It has everything to do with keto because keto is just the way I eat. But because I started taking care of myself, I applied that to every area of my life. This doesn't just affect your food. It's your food, your mood, your behavioral changes that you can make for your family, for your kids, for your job. I'm physically able to literally run. I mean, I was literally running laps in my store today this morning. I could have, I, I struggled to stand all day. How, how? It's like right. not even the same person. I almost disassociate with my older self at this point. It's been two, more than two years. And did you go and to the gym after work too? <laughs> Yeah, I get up, I do all this hair and makeup, I um, I go to work all day and I work in an extremely crazy all over the place. I'm juggling a lot of things at one time, running, you know, I, I walk four to five miles a day, never did right. that before. Um, I then go to the gym and then look, tonight we're podcasting. I went to the yeah. gym today, I worked today, I've been up since very early this morning. And, and let's I'm add in that she's going. got two little boys. So like, yeah, I got two boys. Don't forget, and a husband. I mean, these are lots of things. Like you said, so lots I, of hats. Yeah, I have. But you're still able to yeah. care for yourself. You put yourself. Right. That's and probably a big difference yes. too. Putting yourself as a high priority first. Yes. And I always say, like, this is a selfish time. It is. I Absolutely. Put in front of everything, and a lot of times as moms. Uh, we get a bad rap for like, oh, you're going to take your kid or you're going to take your kids to a sitter to do this or that. Listen here. If you have the ability to get away from your children, if you have the ability to set aside time for yourself, right. To make a meal plan for yourself or create a way to make you feel better. Everyone in your family and everyone around you will benefit. Gets a benefit from that. Absolutely. So be selfish. Take selfish is not t- a, bad word it's, it's not a bad thing it gets a, a bad, bad rap it, but it's not a bad word not at being all being selfish looks like self-care sometimes and that means putting yourself as the highest priority 
and everything around you gets better. It's kind of like our, you know, our motto is like, you know, make your community better. It makes you better. Right. It's the same thing in your family. If you're running at your best, then everybody gets to enjoy that. They get to enjoy it. They feel it. They see it. They even, it's it's even contagious. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's such a positive ripple that you get to decide that you're going to create that change and be a part of that, you know? And because, you know, we do wear a lot of hats. I think it's super important to make sure that you check in with yourself and say, am I okay though? Am I sleeping? Am I getting water? Do I walk outside at all? Am I getting, you know, you know? Yeah. I think it's important to actually talk about that a little bit since we've talked so much about being a mom and not, not all of our listeners are moms, obviously, but if you are a mom, then this is something that maybe, or a dad even, right. But what I'm saying, yeah, or a dad even, but what I'm saying is I know a huge difference in my family is that the fact that I decided to make myself a priority and get healthy several years ago, it did carry over to my husband and to my kids. And so I've got a 19 year old right now who daily runs. He watches his caffeine intake. He takes the natural herbal supplements that will help different, you know, with your immunities and stuff. Yeah. Because he sees me do these things and he sees how I benefit from them. And it has become a habit for him too to take good so care of himself. To take good care of himself. becoming healthier. Absolutely. So that carryover. Your choice. Right. Because and of think, what you know, I my... chose to do, it is carried over to them. They're making choices. And I think that's important to remember. Yeah, so don't think I you're think selfish. So. Just know that you are doing what you need to do and you are helping the ones around you. So it's, it's actually kind of selfless. Okay. <laughs> It's, 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 it's sharing, it's love, it's helping. <laughs> well, I definitely, I definitely feel like I had to go through a period of like, I can't take care of anyone right now. I need to really focus on myself. And that mm-hmm. means, Hey dad, you're up. Like, you know, for me, um, it did mean purging the house and not, you know, and saying no to a lot of things. And I've said this a lot of times, sometimes to live your best life, you have to get tunnel vision. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you, you have to stop worrying about what anyone else or anyone is doing. I've said this a million times. My kids are not keto. My husband is not keto. My husband is kind of low carb. My kids are kind of low carb. Sometimes one of them is could probably, he probably would easily do keto, but that doesn't matter. Right. And I knew they weren't going to do it in the beginning. They weren't low carb in the beginning. They weren't, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not dependent. Sometimes you have to get so focused on what you're doing and really hone in on how you're feeling. It comes with having a conversation with yourself. I'm not feeling my best. What are the things I want in life? You want to play, you want to have energy. You want to be able to do all the things you want to do. If you can't, that's a moment to say, okay, what can I do to make that change? And sometimes that does look like getting tunnel vision and not worrying about what anyone else thinks, what anyone else is doing, what anyone else's opinion is. Yeah. And that means getting focused on yourself. Yeah. What's going to make you feel better. So this makes me think of something I heard and I, this is a great moment for me to test it on you. Okay. Okay. This is, so this is, okay. I don't know what's going to happen. So let's just let them know. (laughs) This was not pre-planned. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. All right. So, I think this is so brilliant. It's clever. So 
first, before I, before I ask you the question, mm-hmm. let me ask you this. Okay. Right now in your life, mm-hmm. or if you wanted to, you could take this back to your former self before you made the changes. Okay. So whatever okay. you choose to do. Okay. What do you want? Something you want. Back then, I wanted to lose weight. Why? Because, because I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't like the way I felt. I, yeah, I think, yeah. Okay. Well then the next question would be why? Why didn't you like the way you looked? Why didn't you like the way you felt? Um, I didn't like that I was tired and I didn't like, um, well, I think partially because of society, <laughs> to be really honest. Um, and I had never been that size and I was really uncomfortable with being the size that I was. It wasn't, that's not what I wanted to, that's not what I envisioned myself. Why not? Why didn't you want to look like that? Why didn't you want to feel like that? Because I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do and I wasn't living my best life actually. Yeah. Okay. So see where we got to, you went from wanting to lose weight to To wanting to live your best life, but there's reasons why, right? Because ultimately that's the reason. So that, you know, you always hear what is your why, but it's, it's what's your why, but ask yourself five times. I don't know if I did four or five, but we're not going to go back and count. But you know what is so funny is I always joke because I really do want to live my best life. So there you go. That is my goal. That's your ultimate goal. goal. My ultimate goal is to. My. Be all you were created to be. Are you about to cry? Yeah. My (gasps) ultimate goal is like not to have any regrets because I want to live my best life. And I don't want my kids to ever say I didn't because I want them to live their best lives. That's what it is. That's what you're leaving. You're leaving that. Legacy. I want them to live their best lives. And the only person that can teach them is you by your action, by your action. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. That's crazy. <laughs> what in the world is that? That was a beautiful moment though. God, that's like the second time I got to see one of your beautiful moments in person. It's weird. It's, it's a whole nother level of vulnerability for sure. A lot of times we stop at one why we don't really we Go just deeper. get a surface level reason right. why we're doing something. Right. Because at the end of the day, we're deciding something. We're right. always deciding something. So I was just saying, like, if you are feeling bad and you don't want to feel like this anymore and you want. Or maybe, you know, and you may not know you're feeling bad, but maybe you're not feeling your best. And maybe that's all that right. you can really understand. Yeah. Is that you're not feeling or you are realizing that you're missing out on things or you're choosing to sit out on things and yeah. you want to be a part of those things, but you deep down inside you do, but you're choosing to sit them out or you feel like you can't do them. Right. Because sometimes I know for myself, I really didn't understand that this was not really the way that mm-hmm. I should be living my life. Now I can see it clear as day. Like well, Ashley, I think we we're s- just not doing things. I think we settle. Yeah. For and we sure. call it, and then it becomes well, like, the, it's not that bad. Right. And know? then it becomes yeah. our normal. It's our yeah. normal. 
for sure. But it's okay to want more. Like you yeah, said, with your wives sure. to live your best life. That's where you were orig- eventually getting to. Life. And isn't that what we all want? Don't we want to live our yeah. best life? And it's okay I just to want to feel that. good in my skin. I don't, I want to be able to play. I want to be able to, I want to be able to give my kids everything I feel they deserve. And that's, you know, a mom who's there for them in more ways than just, you know, showing up. I want right. to play. I want to be there. I want to be involved. Right. Um, and you don't want to be on the sideline. You want to be, I don't want to be on the sidelines and I don't want to be on the sidelines of my life. Right. Ever again. Right. I didn't realize I was sitting out more than I was enjoying and participating. And I think that's a big awakening, like a big eye opening to get to that point. And I think sometimes like before we can make the change, we have to want that. And so yeah, for sure, if you want that, then you make a decision to go after that. Now, between getting it and here, there's a lot of steps, but you're never going to get there until you take the first step. Then you just got to keep going and keep going. But if you decide, and like you, you said, can ask have it. why more. Ask more why. Once. Don't just ask yourself why for the, you know, the one thing. Right. You know, Go deeper. The answer to that why, what's the next one? Yeah. Right. Until you hit a wall of like, that's it. Till you hit that that's emotional why. even moment of like, Wow, I didn't realize. Yeah, because that can happen. Yeah, it really can. It just did. Crazy. <laughs> it did. It works. It Have works. someone do it to you. That's a good. That's a good. Um, good exercise. A good, good, good little exercise. A little homework. Get somebody to ask you why and uh, answer it truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. And go with it and see where it takes you, because you just never know. Love that. Well, this is a good one. It's a good start episode one is a wrap. We're done. So hopefully something resonated with you today, regardless if you're on your journey, you've fallen off. I know this last year has been rough for everybody. The last two years, it feels like an eternity has been rough. So either, you know, regardless if you're starting your, your journey now, or you're continuing your journey, or you're taking a new path on your same journey, or you're starting over. Hopefully you found something that resonates with you that you can use to make yourself more successful questions. You can ask yourself to connect with your inner wants and desires and, and pull out the main reasons that we do this. It's, it's often more complicated than we think. Mm -hmm. And it's often more important than we think to take the time to ask yourself these questions, to really dig into your why your why is everything. And it's part of what makes you successful. That's really good. That's it. That's it. So thank you all for joining us. And we are very excited about this season and what we have to bring you. And we'll be back. Stay we'll be tuned back for soon. more. Right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we'll see you on the next see one. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. You can find and connect with us over on Instagram at more than just keto. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss out on the fun. We'll see you next time.